0: So y'all want to know something that's been on my mind? What? Humor me and let me give you a brief soliloquy real quick, okay? Pandemic. From then to now, I've been noticing changes. Changes like the weather. The weather in the seasons. The weather has been changing drastically. Temperature drops high to low Places changed all around me. The other day I was in the target and I realized they were no longer spraying down the machines after each and every use changes because at the beginning of the pandemic, they were spraying down the machines left and right, right and left and now they are not. And so I got to thinking one night what other changes have been happening in places like Target and restaurants and all of these other places where people frequent. okay? And I have seen bright innovations and also some hits or misses as part of the changes. Like the weather, like the seasons, like the trees, like the breezes. But one thing I have not seen any changes to is intimate spaces. And when I say intimate spaces, I do not mean just sexual spaces. I mean spaces where people are close for different reasons. <laughs> Those are places that are or bright, okay, for innovations and for pickings. And so over the weeks, I have been watching Pussy Bally and have been thinking, <laughs> don't make me laugh, <laughs> and have been thinking. That the sex industry is something that is overlooked, but is in need for some innovation. And if things is gonna change, this is one that is necessary of some changes.
1: You did wrong for letting them, for making them people sit through that. A
0: slam poetry form, okay? Perform like a star. I had to perform <laughs> it.
1: Right. These niggas grind hard, but these bitches grind harder. Climbing up the pole just to get out the bottom. The crowd below. Stay ready for the show, the pimps, the dough, don't let it take your
0: soul. everything's redesigned, is getting redesigned anyway, and then it's like, okay, what is it gonna be like after COVID, after COVID? And I'm sometimes like, fuck the Germs. Some things just need to change anyway, and this has like been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone to talk about as SP like to say, the sexy type of stuff, you know, the high level things, you know, the innovative things, but no one really wants to talk about the sex industry and what's going on in there and how, you know, some places that may be on the fringes of society will need to change and have been well, will need to change one because of COVID, but has been needing to change because they haven't changed since like the late 80s.
2: For sure. And our attitudes have changed towards feminism, you know, towards hustling. Like it's definitely a lot more. Um, open for people to be having OnlyFans and be doing some type of sex work. But times has changed. We need to update
0: the model. Please, Trevor Brown, kick us off with <laughs> a history lesson about the changes from then till now. <laughs> and sing. Night, Miss Mocha <laughs> Cheek. ooh, hot and taint. bold and noisy like a crime. Don't you just waste my time because I can stop. On the dime. <laughs> <laughs> Strip clubs, and
1: spaces have not innovated over the years. So I'm gonna take y'all back, back about twenty thousand years. That's when uh, strippers, you know, have been known and documented to have it. First existed, caveman days.
0: Caveman days.
1: Yes, twenty thousand years ago in France. That was like the first mentation of. Exotic dancers, and it was like depicted on like you know cave cave paintings or whatever they call it, cave
0: drawings. They was wearing like loin cloths. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to piece together. Did, did they have spaces to go to to like do the dancing or how was they getting down? Like was what was up, were they the rocks and not dollars?
1: <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, <laughs> I
2: don't think. Was the cave paintings part of the experience? Like you're going to look at drawings of women? They put paint on their bodies and...
1: <laughs> I was not there, so I actually don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna assume. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Well, like, I'm gonna fast forward to the 1800s, because that is when, that is what we know is stripping became a thing, so... Like uh, British British burlesque, and you know striptease really became a thing. Um, but in the twenties, nineteen twenties, that's when they added the pole, and kind of like I'm gonna say in the fifties, that's when like the bar scene was introduced. So we were mixing the bar with the uh, with the exotic dancing. So you know, as you can see it coming together, it's becoming more and more what we know to be stripping. Or what we call stripping, and kind of like in the sixties and the seventies, it was a sexual revolution. So people were getting more free. Then, like from the like y'all said, the eighties, it had not really changed since the eighties. I'm gonna say the nineties when you know lap dances became the normal, and that happened in in Canada. So then,
0: the United States adapted that. So lap dancing was secondary to the introduction of of the pole.
1: Yeah. It was just people, you know, dancing on the pole. I guess guess we could put it in terms of black strip clubs versus white strip clubs. We kind of talked about this before in the past, whereas white strippers, they not doing all the tricks, all the, you know, they just kind of dancing cute around the pole. So that's really what, how stripping was in the beginning. So since 20s, that's pretty much how it's been. It's kind of been like evolving, you know, in, in terms of what strippers are doing and the, I guess, I'm, I wouldn't call them services that they offer, but the things they do inside of the club, but the club itself hasn't really changed much since the eighties, the neon lights and stuff like that. Right. I think that's the last time it really got at, uh, a, Um yeah That makes sense
2: as far as the lap dances coming after the, the, the pole dances. Cause the pole dancing is a far away activity. Right black dancing is very intimate. That's something that probably wouldn't have been appropriate before then when it does. Right.
1: When you do that.:
0: Right. I guess I was, I was thinking in my mind that like strip or strip clubs are not just like dancing. So mm-hmm. when we talked about you know cave people times, I didn't know that they were necessarily watching, like you know, gazing at people dancing It's more like they were dancing on each other. I guess I was in my mind. I said, "Okay, lap dances had to be like already a thing before they became like super big, super standard." But no, now I see that it's a skill that had to be acquired later on before it reached some prominence. I feel like it's very natural though, because as you say, if that if it was a thing, people are th-
2: people dance, and human mm-hmm. like music is always mm-hmm. part of every life. You know, every right. culture has music. Right related to mating
1: mm-hmm. animals dance too is related to mating like, i can see it or like when stripping first started it was kind of based off of tribal dancing and they had posts. it was like kind of like an open community forum mm-hmm. for whoever to dance you know mm-hmm. um and actually, like in black culture it kind of that kind of runs deep especially like african culture because if you consider like the what they wear when they're doing tribal dances they're they're minimally dressed so I mean, I feel like stripping was just a natural gravitation and People were able to make money from it, from my perspective, and like all the research that I've done, and like even being in the strip, I don't think it has innovated since the late '90s, where that's where the, like the last pivotal and revolutionary change happened, where people were like throwing money, like making it rain. So, really, like the end of the innovation in the strip club as we kind of know it. So that there, are, there are. Uh, companies and like small, like clubs, singular clubs that are doing some really innovative stuff, which I'll talk about a little later. After they start throwing money, they said, well, we ain't ain't about to do nothing else because if it's not broke, don't fix it. So that's really
0: um, it. I feel like when you walk into a strip club, you feel like you're blasting back into the, the early 90s, just with like the scenery, the way people act sometimes. Like the neon lights, just the whole look of it all. Like ain't ain't one bench been a real pulse. I feel like when you walk into a strip club, you feel like you're blasting back into the the early nineties. Just with like the scenery, the way people act sometimes, like the neon lights, just the whole look of it all. Like ain't ain't one bench been a real of this bitch. The entire like 30 years it's been open. And it's just, you know, yeah. It, it adds on to like the sleaziness. Of it, and like a strip club, it doesn't have to be a sleazy place.
1: Even even the patrons and the people who who frequent strip clubs, she they even reach a maturity in their in their life. Like at at this point, now they about to start reaching this, this decline because young people like us, like we we aren't really going to the strip clubs with it. Like um, I guess what only stuff like that. People are more interested in just staying home and watching these intimate experiences. Mm-hmm. Versus actually being in the club, um, and you know it could be a little different from for different cultures. But like you said, still they haven't innovated. It feels sleazy. Like people are not going to the strip club, so right. I feel like it's only right for them to begin to innovate in order to get to reclaim their, uh, their well, I guess their patrons.
0: I mean, we've all been to the strip club. And have you ever afterwards said, you know what? I really like the innovation at this place. Like the way they did Insert X here was just phenomenal. I feel like the
2: girls do. But like that's part of black culture is to like stylize, make stuff hot, like continuously be like making stuff more like cool, how to like, you know, dress stuff up. So the clothes and the dance moves, I do see innovation in the actual dancers who's trying to make it money, but mm-hmm. not
1: in the establishment. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: No, they definitely need to, like, go ahead and get a lot of these places and re- <laughs> rehab them because, man, it just, it, it, the fact that you brought up um, P-Valley, and when they had the lights on on that one episode, I was Ooh. just, like, they in there dancing like that, but even looking on the side, I'm, like, they going in there dancing?
0: Right. With it the It looks rats. crazy. With the rats, like, it doesn't look like a place you would frequent
2: when you were saying people don't go to strip clubs, I would say like, we're a very sexual culture and you could probably get that at home. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. girl is working, like what girl isn't like, you know, like Instagram modeling, like in their head mm-hmm. type of stuff. So it's really not necessary to get that in that location. But at the same time, all these other things are kind of coming to a converging point where the customer base is like, mm-hmm. plateau. people aren't trying to go in there because you can go to nicer places than that. I don't want the floor to be sticky yeah. like ew. Like <laughs> I, mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, they all look old. Mm. And they all, you know, they all look old. It's kind of hard to find information about them. Like how should I how should I address? How should I do this type of stuff? And so it's like I, I don't I don't want to get rejected at the door. I don't want to show up. It's too much stress sometimes, even like yeah, think about know. going out to a strip club because I don't know what to expect a lot of times. Like, yeah, I can expect a run-down place, but when it comes to rules and, you know, dressing and even, like, times and stuff like that, it's all over the place. How
2: much money should I bring? hmm
1: Yeah. That, that's, that's a whole different situation. Like, outside of them being super dilapidated and stale. Hey like,
0: Word of the day.
1: The culture within the strip club um, it needs it needs change too, like or I guess the barriers to entry like, mm-hmm. should probably change too. But y'all, some places are like they ramped up their salaciousness. Hand sanitizer, lap dances, just old up and hand sanitizer. So some places are putting uh, uh, codes on the booty. They accepting Bitcoin payments and, you know, trying to really increase the amount of tech that they're using inside of Strip Club. So like SB said, like there are different places that you can go and get the same experience. So what would make people still want to come to Strip mm-hmm. Club? And
0: that's like that's like once in a lifetime, though. You know, like there's this one Vegas club that you said that is doing Bitcoin. Everybody else is looking like the bank down here on uh, <laughs> down here on <laughs> Valley, you know, like everyone else is sort of stuck in their ways, stuck in you know, the things they've been doing and everything True So we're going to set the trend we're going to
2: redo the, the pink and set the trend for all the other strip clubs in the nation
0: Yeah, like I think we could redesign the pink to set the pink could set the tone for, you know, what the rest of the girls could be doing. But we've binged this show to completion. Breakup And probably what has made us think about the the problems and the lack of innovation that is going on in the strip club market. Um, but a little background on the show, for those of the girls that may not know. P-Valley is a TV drama that's on stars It's about the goings on in the Mississippi Delta Strip Club. Is a series that's created by screenplay right screenplay right writer, and also um, a whole bunch of other stuff. Katori Hall, and she started this as an actual play called Pussy Valley. But for reasons that we don't got to get into, the name changed to P Valley when it was adapted to television. Um, and so the show is just literally about this sort of sort of like subculture within this. Um, strip club down in Mississippi and about all the lives of the patrons and the people and the dancers and things that go out into all of that. And the show stars some of the original cast including our favorite, the infamous Uncle Clifford.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Who in both the play and the series was played by Nico and I. And when I tell you, boy, that thing played that role, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That mm -hmm. thing played that role. (laughs) It would, yes. Yeah, so throughout this episode, we're going to spoil hella shit. I'm no,
2: not we got to try not
0: to. Okay, well, I'm not even well, going to lie to because I feel like we're going to end up spoiling it. So I'm not going to lie to the people, you know, before, okay. we, get it, before we get into the meat.
2: I'm going <laughs> to mince my words when I say things so that it doesn't reflect the overall plot.
0: Well, me and Treasure are. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a Star's Trial and binge it it's only right. like an
0: episode. Or... wherever you I, I recommend this show to I recommend it to my parents and I'm gonna see if they watch it now but it's a it's a good ass show what was y'all some of favorite what was y'all's favorite moments you got 10 seconds
1: <laughs> my personal favorite moment <laughs> little murder when everybody kept telling him like that's law. It was like, I don't know, that might have been like the first or second episode, but he was trying to get his music off. Mm-hmm. And everybody like, no, that's law. And then, so seeing him just grow as an artist over the course of the show and then get his performance at the end of the season, I was like, yes, I was rooting for him the whole episode, meaning the whole season. I'm like, yes, Little Murder, he got he to gotta shine. He and
0: did. to so I He with that. They, I think it's crazy how every character sort of embodied the different journeys that people have in the strip club. You know, you got the head mom dancer, you got the trying to be famous musician, you got the business owner, you got like the sleazy folks trying to take advantage, like everything I could imagine about Mm -hmm. that takes place in the strip club world showed up in this show. And I ate that shit up. My favorite,
2: I think Mercedes was kind of my favorite, one of my favorite characters, but when she was reading everybody in the room and was like oh he don't got no money or oh he mm-hmm. definitely does look at the way he's sitting how he carries himself i said that is a very valuable skill to have because mm-hmm. it is
0: dark in here and she knows what their pockets look like it is okay that's mastery mm-hmm. let's get into that okay that means she's been doing this she has made this a master lesson fuck an algorithm fuck ai you got and you got intuition and wisdom
2: Oh, wait. Also, when she was about to do her last dance, that little Swarovski crystal floss number she had, all them rhinestones, that looked really fly. You like that? I was I was, it was indifferent. It was, you were <laughs> indifferent. I think I was more so shocked because it's like all she was wearing was crystals. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I thought it looked good against her skin, but it also it was like, you're not even wearing
0: fabric. That's true. I think <laughs> it was more, wearing... more racier outfits, I think. Right. Michelle. So, two favorite moments, mm-hmm. and this is why I said it was going to be spoiler alerts. The first moment is when Uncle Clifford showed up in that in that dress to that field when he was um trying oh, to. Oh
2: yes, <laughs> yes, a little the little parasol. little parasol.
0: I said, "Now, nah, bitch, that is an outfit, okay."
1: Is- <laughs> And
0: outfit, show them how you work, <laughs> dress to the occasion. That's so why I, I said, You came here to conduct business, okay? Conduct <laughs> business. I said, That's a bad bitch, right there. That was one of my favorite scenes. It's just like the whole, the whole, like, the way it was choreographed, the whole outfit get up, like, with the stakes. It was, I was just like, This is peak, okay? And then my other moment is when Mercedes beat the fuck out her mom. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that, too, but then I didn't feel right saying that. Me, too. Like, yeah. hey, no. Miss Patricia, she deserved it. She deserved it.
0: Okay. That. That's what I'm saying. She deserved it. And it's like we all was waiting for that moment to happen. And to see it pay off in the show, I felt like was worth it. You know, yeah. like it was a, it was a big payoff for something that had been building up because you knew from the jump she won't buy to give the girl her money
2: Mm -hmm.
0: i didn't know if i realized
2: that but i was wondering what would happen with her character like would she either change her mind or would she Mm -hmm. get sucked into it too and realize that she's just as bad and she did we did realize she's just she's worse in fact Mm -hmm. but um Mm -hmm. the judgment that she had on her daughter i was very like annoyed with because you're seeing her She's not just out here shaking her ass, doing whatever. Like, she's trying Mm -hmm. to get her life together. She's doing, she has a plan. Uh, She's doing stuff and helping you out. Right. Like, why are you judging the strippers? How they get their money? As Ms. Tabitha says, that's your business.
0: Right. That's her business. Okay. Um, One other small thing. So, y'all know me, I've been trying to. Get better with my language and use proper words whenever it comes from. I, I think I'm like decent, but you know we all have room to improve and opportunities. But I think the term for strippers is dancers, because am, am I correct here, or am I? I think that's probably like a nicer way to say it. Is it a nicer? Yeah. Okay, none, none of us yeah. are, none of us are dancers, so I, I guess our opinion really ain't shit, but. I, yeah, I would say that. Okay.
2: You know what? Wait, I have another sub moment of that I liked. I like that mm-hmm. no one like addresses Uncle Clifford's gender off top,
0: yes, or like identification. That okay. was kind of just like a. a the really only time that it happened was in the barber shop, and I when I watched that moment, I was like, that would be the place where. Uncle Clifford is not accepted for who they are, and it's like you know, and they didn't like overtly do it, but you saw like the attitude shift, and they were like, "Oh well, why are you here?" Like this is in the third. No other place in the show was like that at all, which is I don't know, which is very you know may not may or may not be you know the case in real life, but to be the barbershop was spot on because the barbershop yeah. is one of the most hyper masculine places on this earth
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and if you think about it so is the strip club
2: mm-hmm. you know and for uncle clipper to be the person of power right. in that place and then also have personal power mm-hmm. in their own expression of gender is was mm-hmm. cool like even to honestly it's the uncle is a male like title so you mm-hmm. would think like it's just like but hey i'm here with weaves i'm like, here with males like I'm here with a red chiffon, yeah. right. <laughs> whatever that get
0: up was in the field, the parasol. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I I really appreciated the look of gender that this show provided. Um, it's something that you you, know, yeah. you don't get to see on a, lot of, on a lot of places, or if you do get to see it, it is like the point of their character. You know, like they're only here to to show this side and stuff like that, where I feel like Yes, that was a piece of his identity, but he had other stakes, honey. Okay, he had to run this business, figure out how we're gonna take care of these girls, how we can gonna debt. Like there were so many other things to his character that made him three. That made them th- three dimensional. Um, yeah, that I find that you don't see in a lot of other shows that just use those type of things as, in my opinion, cheap gimmicks. But interesting. Um, that I think when we talk
2: about renovations, I do think the gender will come up as well, gender and roles, because there is like it's a power dynamic. Between the strippers mm-hmm. and the customer, or the dancers and the customers, mm-hmm. because of the money and because the bo- your body is your service, you know? And that's like mm-hmm. plays into this dynamic of someone mm-hmm. dominant, someone subordinate. And those roles are kind of being manipulated throughout the evening to get those tips and to kind of, you know, like handle your
0: business. Right. So that's why I think it's an opportune time to talk about and brainstorm how we would redesign the paint based off of all his patrons for a very innovative future. So I think we can throw a little experience design spice on this. If you look at the strip club at large, there are some key players um, that go into building up this experience, this fantasy and making this sort of like dream night for all of the patrons. The first place the first sort of like patron you have is the business owner, the person that you know owns shop. Another one is the dancers, the people that are the dancers. Um, the patrons is, I think one of the next most important ones. Um, those are customers, and then we have other things sort of like as, as the essential staffs, like the house mom, the DJ, the bar staff, the cook, things that help the business uh, go throughout the night and they're fulfilling different needs uh, but they're sort of like fulfilling needs. They're they're secondary because they're fulfilling needs of those key players. So like the house mom is helping out the dancers, the DJ is for patrons, you know, bar staff, cooks, patrons, things like that. They're fulfilling like, these more like service model areas of it. And another area we have here is security. So in the case of the pink, that would be Diamond and Big L. Which Diamond was doing good. Big L was doing. I'm um, in fine as fuck. That is not the topic of conversation. I'm sorry. That you, you, that okay, you I'm going to go look <laughs> up a picture of him on the background. <laughs> uh, you can take him to the, what was the special, the champagne room. Okay. Mm. Go, ahead, yeah, book it your, your, right. go ahead, book Yo, your, your reservation. Away. And the last piece of this all is the talent. So, outside people that might come into the strip club to either put on the show, um, have a good time, and things like that. So, that in this case would be Lil Murder. So, I think specifically with this, we all task ourselves with looking at some of the more key players. So, the business owner, so from Uncle Clifford's side, the dancers, which would be Mercedes, M I, quick letter, quick letter, I, quick letter, quick letter, I, back back, I, Gidget, you know, all them folks. And then the patrons would be all the other people that really didn't get no shine. Dude. Who cares? They're patrons anyway. So, who wants to start us off with their? innovations for these patrons and their pain points as they were experiencing at the bank i'll go i'm interested to see what you guys think about
2: this i'm gonna go from the case of the patrons okay so as treasure said earlier uh people aren't going as much to strip clubs um because of you know it's just kind of outdated in a way uh and i was thinking about the confetti cannons treasure and I were talking about confetti cannons mm-hmm. and I'm like okay how okay explosion there's a there's a there's an explosion in their pants there's an explosion in the air like let, let me and I put a pin in that okay and then I remembered what we was talking about with the appeal of men bonding together over sexual activities in a socially acceptable way and interacting with women in a way without the pressure of society. And I'm thinking about the strippers who, or the dancers, I'm sorry, who are using their body, but they're dealing with like the tipping issues, the groping issues, mm-hmm. all the gossip and the judgment. I'm thinking about the business owners and them managing multiple variables throughout the night to make a profit. And there's even patrons who really don't have money to spend But they still want to be included, and everyone wants to feel like the man. Like that is really part of the fantasy. But the dancers are really not having the same like equal levels of safety and security throughout the night. So how do we control for this? Like at the same time, how do we create a moment for the customers for them to feel
0: like Mm -hmm. they're the man? Keywords. Okay, I like I like the vibes you're working over here. You're talking about a lot of moments, you know. How do we really get into their psyche and yeah. kind of, you know, stroke their ego a little bit? Because they want this hyper-masculine experience. So For take sure. us this journey, girl. Take us on this journey.
2: Well, that, you're absolutely right, because it is about the fantasy. Like, really, that's the most important part is this fantasy. We want them to, ha- like, be able to release all that pent-up frustration they have, like, Maybe they're there. They want to touch a girl. They get to the fantasize, but the, really, the fantasy has its limits, and that's what I'm seeing in the strip club. Like, you really can't. It can't be like an anarchy fantasy room because these are people's bodies, you know. Like, and you better be able to pay me if you do want all this. Actually, you know. So we have to figure out a way to control. So I propose a user experience that's more similar to an escape room. So okay. So I don't. I was, I was wondering how y'all would think about this, but. I, what? No, I'm just, I'm just waiting. We'll I'm see. Waiting. Okay. So, treasure was talking about the lack of novelty of titty bars, you know, um, and how do we update that experience? But what if it's not really a strip club? And what if it's more like a strip fantasy escape room experience, you know? So, here's how I'm thinking. People could book their tickets online like you would for an escape room and show up and go through the strippers lounge, like the, the pole dancing, all of that, or Mm -hmm. just go to the bar where there's a feed to all those things. Mm -hmm. And this way women don't have to spend their time on people who aren't really trying to tip and spend money. But if Mm -hmm. you are, and you book the experience, then you're able to kind of get oriented like you would an escape room, go in to the, the, like whatever, the area where they're doing this at and then experience what you experience. I have some ideas about that. Um, And when you're done, when you're out of money to spend, you get escorted out with the rest of the broke ass bitches in the bar, you know, and you can still like see them, like they might come through. You might be able to buy them a drink. You might be able to set something up like in that way. And you could still tip them if you really, really wanted to, but you're not necessarily taking their efforts and also like, touching them, you know, like where they're every single potential customer is a risk in a way Mm -hmm. to the women and your regulars, they know where to find you. They can buy a ticket. They can request you like for a personal, like lap dance experience once Mm -hmm. once they're in the box, basically. Mm -hmm. And when you're out of money, you blast that confetti cannon. And through marketing, we make that be the goal. We want you to send your last on this stripper and we mm-hmm. want it to be like confetti can explosion i'm out like i risked it all <laughs> like giving her the rest of my due rest of my money and then the ladies come grab you by the hand and sachet escort you out to the okay. bar okay and we hype each other up for doing that
0: so you're trying to turn this into a very extravagant social experience is this this is like reminding me of you know, like novelty pop-up bars and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that sort of have this like novelty feature to them, you know, all of the, all these places are probably saying that, oh, we're insert thing here, but we do it in this new innovative way. We're bowling, but we do it
2: different. Yes. Yes. Basically. I think that they need to do something like that because at least you will know what you're getting into. And the fact Mm -hmm. that it's new, it's different you know, and and every customer basically can get a VIP type experience just through the way of going through the emotions and, oh, maybe we put, maybe we do put wristbands on people or like can pay through the wristband and you keep score and you can share and like have data, you know, or kind of like a timer that runs out, like how you would put an escape room where it's like, there is a goal and we're all fixated on doing it and we're doing it together. But it's not necessarily just a free for all, like an open, like petting zoo, like pen.
1: Yeah. Mm. SP, I think that's interesting because you kind of took into consideration a lot of different aspects. Not only did you take into consideration the patrons, but you considered the dancers and you considered the business side. So some of the things that you were saying, like I had considered on the business side, like think that now that, you know, we're redesigning the pink. Like market's is going to be one of the biggest things that we have to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I really—it's so crazy that, you, like, as soon as you said marketing, I looked at my paper. I'm like, talk, I talked. I was going to talk about marketing, but mm-hmm. I agree, and I really do like the idea of having it more so of a structured thing. I do have a question though. Um,
0: does, does that take away from? App? You notice?
1: Know, you you notice? Know, is me? <laughs> you know, I always got to play devil's advocate, but. <laughs> does that take away from anything like the culture that has already been built and surrounded um surrounding you know dancers and the, the strip club
2: see and I guess it would have to be how you put it together because I imagine it like you know have you ever gotten a 4d experience like one of those rides where you go into the mm-hmm. room and they kind of shuffle your I imagine it more like you are going into a club that looks like a club. It's just that we know for certain everyone in here is spending money and has a certain amount of money to spend. And the girls are going to be dancing and doing their same things. You might hang out, but it's gamified in a way to where you have to keep spending money. And if you don't have enough, then you leave. You're out, you know, and making it so that, um, like, Like the dollars in your wallet is like your time in there. And that way it's like the girls aren't wasting their time on someone who's just sitting there admiring. If you want to admire, you can do so for free at the bar and watch us and look at us, but not necessarily be wasting our time and potentially groping or potentially like, like for free. You know what I'm saying? Like you just get to watch everything for free. You don't get to sit next to someone who's
1: paying and almost feel me and smell me so that that kind of gives me like i have this vision in my head now and it's really reminding me of something i probably seen on a movie but and it, it also reminded me of like japanese culture y'all japanese culture is like very far mm. and really high tech where maybe the dancers on the, are never on the floor but they're like far away so how it always was designed to be and in the way that we gamify it and like have those people spending their money. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if you want to up and you want this personalized experience, then you can you get pay it. But for it. it really uh, but it really does protect the dancers in a way. Um and that's also helping like the bottom line on the business side. And I really like that you cause you really kinda went down into the business side, like make sure that the, the club is still making money, but mm-hmm. our dan- the dancers are still protected in
0: a way. So Talk to me a little bit about these rooms. So essentially how it would work is you you book them out or you book beforehand like your spot. So mm-hmm. I, I think it would be, either okay, me and my friends are going to go. We're going to like book this, spa, book this yeah. spot, hang out and chill and there's going to be like entertainment, you know, um, but is there is there a certain like threshold of money that someone has to spend or like mm-hmm. how do these like individual rooms work? And I, I guess the next part is that how do we imagine like the throughput moving through them so that it's a constant, like people coming in, people going out, people coming in, people going out so we can get as much people. Cause I would imagine there's not even as much room to accommodate how many people could fit into like one strip club concourse. For sure. For sure. Um, but
2: okay. So as I've seen escape rooms go and how I imagine this going, you could get say like, Hey, it's going to be 20 of us in this room, you know, or you can say I'm only one person or two people but this room only fits 20 people, right? You can elect to go to reserve your ticket and pay in advance for going to this room where you can watch the dancers. And it might be a big room, mm-hmm. but once you're done, you leave. But if you would like to go back in, you mm-hmm. also can, as long as you pay. Mm-hmm. And that like prevents people from just sitting here and, st- and stand in here all night for $20. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you could keep going back in cycling through, Right. but, um, there would be those specific rooms set up for the personal experiences, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the place would be a regular bar, regular restaurant lounge where the girls may come through, like if they're on their way in and out, like you might be able to see girls, but it's not like uh like more like a Hooters, you know, and not necessarily like I'm getting like lap dances Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I think that would help for, people who are hesitant about going to a strip club or mm-hmm. people who like don't feel comfortable being there morally or whatever, you don't have to go and see all women taking their clothes off and mm-hmm. doing all this.
0: I mean, it also could be like levels to it, you know, just adding up to it. It might be rooms where, or there could be a way to introduce that, like the artistry of stripping, like s- scaffold it a bit. So while there could be sort of like how the champagne room exists now within the pink, where like that's like, whatever you do in there ain't our business you know Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like scaffold it like that so like it's an introduction to stripping you You might just want to sit at the bar have food with some friends and you might just strip in the background with someone in the pole cool you might go to a room where there's like a little bit more intimate experience cool okay you might go to a private more smaller intimate space where there still might be some of those you know more hardcore interactions with like strippers and patrons because i do think that's a big source of attraction for a lot of people who still want to like live out that fantasy might want to touch and stuff like that but this confined to like this more controlled experience
2: for sure and I think that would help as well for new girls because you maybe wouldn't want to put them on like the high level rooms where you know if their comfort level or even you know someone's just really not feeling it that day like maybe they can just stay with like you know like the dancing the burlesque like in the low the low Mm -hmm. tier rooms um, but that also could. I, I just see it as well. I've worked as a server before, and I know that is a balancing act of projecting how many people are going to be here. What special? What inventory do we have? That we need to get rid of. So what specials are there? Right. You know how many people are on the floor? Like how many people is each? how I many tables each person get and that is something that like something could be off in that matrix and your whole night is screwed you know or you didn't make any money or they won't cut people so no one's really making any money but they have enough people on board in case something happens and i think if there was more of like a booking system and controlled access we would be a- they would be able to or we as the owners of the pank, <laughs> would be able to the to know, you know, like, how many girls do we need today? Or, like, do we need to call up Yolanda to come through? Do right. we need an extra? Like, oh, we're all sold out, you know? Like, some, like, we can see,
0: like, what our need is going to be. I, I like that. You know, I think it's, it's a way to offer the strip club experience in a different way, in a way that is attractive. You know, it might not be able to have everything of a strip club. But you know what? Go to a different place because we have a different experience here down at the new and improved tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. One time I read that
2: it was a study. People were true. jogging and this guy, they had him jog past the same woman twice. But when he jogged past her on top of a rickety bridge, he viewed her as more attractive because of the element of danger involved when he encountered her. Mm-hmm. like mentally like like the novelty or excitement of a situation can increase your um it, like your positivity in this in a situation so I do think that having something like kind of different to move through can make it even feel more exciting even mm-hmm. if you go to strip clubs all the time
0: yeah exciting different I think there's like a, a large there's a large still a, a social element to this like get your friends together book out the room like it's not as sort of like how y'all know that place down, down here in Richmond that made shuffleboard fun where, because you they, they just, um, yeah. Like they just changed the bar a little bit and changed the element, but like it still surrounds shuffleboard. I think some of these elements and things that you're like touching on where we can take something that seems old, outdated and update it just a tad and make it this like a social experience for people to come and enjoy that doesn't, that doesn't have the same, um, schema or perception as the old activity you know true cool yeah. I'm
1: glad you guys like
0: that
1: I, I do I really do like that idea and that I really um that my like mind flowing especially like so I had some stuff that I was gonna, gonna say now that you said that like I have a completely different vision about how like as far as business owners or like I guess Uncle Clifford could like approach his business with with the pink but i think that um i, I want to hear what jeremy has to say about the dancers first i'll talk about business <laughs> oh i'm sorry i just feel like because like the instance bring everything y'all say together at the end like i don't
0: mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. okay but
1: jeremy your strippers don't have to be working in an escape room
0: strip fantasy club no you know what I'm, you know, for a a lot of this, when I, so when I was going down and thinking about, you know, the different pain points um, of the experience, I read a lot of articles and articles on Vice about days in the life of a stripper. Um, I watched Christina Viajes. I say her name on every single time, so I hope I said it right. But I watched, I watched a ton of her videos just talking about, you know, her life as a dancer, what comes into it and some of the pain points. I was watching documentaries. uh, But something that really Stuck with me that I wanted to focus on is having a focus on both agency and safety. So, when I say mm-hmm. agency, I mean having more control over like what the fuck is going on. I, and you're not, you know, a lot of these folks work at night or around other times and they're at the whims of like somebody else or at the strip club or like, you know, the patrons and things. And I want to give them a little bit more control over that, you know, a little bit more power um, in their choices. And then <clears throat> adding on to that movement, like empowering this like, newfound sex and this newfound like, appeal they have. And the other eye was on like safety. So not only like physical safety, but like psychological safety as well. So just like making the strip club not seem as if like you're doing this grunge work because that's not it. You know, you're everything is transactional. And so if people are paying for it, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing sometimes. like, But this society sort of perception on, on a lot of things, then make it like dirty and like that. So for the first one, which I think goes really along with your um, escape room idea, is I have the first problem was having more control over your night. And so the solution to that is implementing some sort of like scheduling system so that before you even go to the club, um, you're able to see, you know, see what this night's going to be like, see what their projected budget is, like see where this like a hot night or a slow night, um, reserve your own shift. So you can say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to work here tonight and let me just opt in. Like quick, easy, fast. You don't have to worry about whether they're booked, doing all this calling, or I show up and I can't, you know, there's too many girls. So stuff like that, you can sort of navigate how you're going to spend your night. Um, As well as using this platform to like communicate with, you know, your cast of characters in that sense. So having like upcoming events, policies, resources, like all that stuff up there that somebody would need to know Okay, I'm going to I'm a I'm be performing at this place tonight. what is some of my fast facts I need to know. Um, I think having a system like this is useful and they're already implemented in a lot of places like um a lot of companies already have their own internet that has a whole bunch of, you know, resources d- dedicated to that company as well as tools like Altipro which just shows you like a lot of things about your company and what. So I think giving them giving the club a communication space and then allowing the Essentially like freelancers, because that's what the dancers are, to opt into that. And then they can then plan their night more accordingly because they have more information, which then gives them more agency, more control over how they want to spend their time.
2: You're right. As well as they team up with each other too. Like sometimes it will be multiple dancers on a party or something like that. And it makes it easier for them to split up and plan and organize that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I like that idea. I think I um the last time we kind of corralled around this um whole topic, I, we we talked about that and I, I was already on board um, with having them being able to control their own uh shifts and you know have that management system for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a dope idea. I think I think it will make their lives so much easier.
0: I think like just I, imagine, like I don't know none of us are dancing, but imagine just being with to log on and be like, ooh, this place is not gonna be popping tonight, let me go see where else I can go into before having to, you know, I feel like they build up a, uh, you build up a sixth sense over time about these type of things, but any help can work, especially when you're, you know, juggling a lot of stuff, you might be dealing with like other stuff outside of this job that you have that you need to deal with. And it's just one step that everyone can take to sort of mitigate what's going on here.
2: Treasure signed
0: that check. You got the seal of approval. I'm uh, check uncle cliff Man. the the other problem and i tackled this on two different levels is and i wrote this down is dingy dirty and detrimental and that's what uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of what the environment of these strip clubs are like one they're dingy out dingy outdated dirty in just a sense of just like patrons coming in but also just like some are just generally dirty and then detrimental to just like there's a lot of stigma that's around doing this job anyway. And I don't think that the strip club should add on to that. I think it should help alleviate some of that in certain ways because like people are coming here praising that. Why are we, you know, feeding back in this vicious cycle that, you know, you're less than your other you're here because you can't, you know, uh, get to your next step. I don't think we need to go with that. There was a part in the pink when Mercedes, like, not Mercedes, um, Miss, Miss Mississippi had that, almost epiphany and she was like i don't want to do this for the rest of my life i don't know what else i can do sort of moment and i feel like some of that responsibility can lie on this on the strip club so like on the pink um uh, so some personal like,
2: do you mean like to help them establish like their brand or establish
0: like other like side hustles they could do along with their recognition like what do you mean by oh, that so on multiple levels so hold on L- let me get into oh, okay. it. So yeah, let's the, The first part is the amenity. So if you ever, I I took a lot, I look a lot at the the back areas. Um, I think something they could benefit from is first Wi-Fi. So just having access to Wi-Fi for people who are in the backstage, you might need to, you know, upload to Instagram, do some homework, whatever the you case you need, you need Wi-Fi for. It's like standard at the Starbucks now, so and McDonald's. So why not the Strip Club? That could also work for the patrons as well, like. You know, phones be down without Wi-Fi. Why not have me a place to, like, you know, connect to something to um Personal quiet areas. So in addition to the, you know, more communal space, having a personal space to get homework done, to pump if you need to, or hell, if you need to pray, you got a little personal spot to go ahead and do all of that. Um, coded lockers. I think it's silly that, you know, the gym has a thing where you can just input your pass, input a new passcode, and then... You know, it erases the end of the night. But I was like, why do they keep on having to bring these locks? And then they don't work, and some people forget their locks. So let's just get rid of that whole thing and just have pre-programmed stuff. You can program your own code. Go in there, um, do whatever. Um, panic buttons. So y'all remember? Do y'all remember like colleges had like blue light safety stuff? I mm-hmm. think the strip club should should be intact with stuff like that as well so if there is um an issue or if i need to get in contact with somebody I can push these buttons and like stuff can be handled i was thinking about that one scene where uncle clifford um there was stuff going on and they couldn't reach uncle they couldn't reach uncle clifford because he was because they was going out somewhere else big l was you know moving drugs across the thing it's just like i need help and no one knows because there is no like system in place to do that or to help inform right. us about what's going on.
2: I think that could be cool uh, as well, since it's dark in there. Um, like if there was like, like like the blue light thing, like where it's lighting involved, and mm-hmm. it can like, hey, like illuminate the situation, in the immediate vicinity, everyone, and that right. way the bouncers can see like, okay, what is the situation? And I can see who's, go- who's involved. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's just... It seems like common sense. You have a lot of bodies moving around. There needs to be some sort of like emergency communication that isn't shouting and yelling because that's like enough of that is already happening. And the other part, so SP, the other part that you mentioned, I think the first part of this tackles more of the, just like the dingy, dirty stuff. And the second part is more of like the detri- it's detriment. It can be detrimental to your life because of like the stigma around it. And so I was thinking about the house mom and how, you know, she's supposed to be there as his fixture, as this person has done this before. But how else could we, like, utilize that space to really help bring some, like, enlightenment? So, y'all remember back in college where, like, people would come to, like, post up on campus and, like, give you information, like, so you gotta do something? What if we did that exact same thing just at the strip club? So, invite like um some things i have wrong down. like invite like people to do finances and budgeting like people who focus on content creation people who focus on like bartending like teach that class back there mental health and wellness stuff like that and just have them back there on certain days like when it's dead or whatever to help you know educate the girls in a way and give back to them so they don't do that on their own time like a lot of times in strip club there's like dead hours where you're just, like, sitting back there waiting for something to happen, and that could be a good opportunity to just invite some folks in the community that need to, like, you know, that um, are, are looking to help out in certain ways.
2: I like the pink as a community space, too, because it seems like the pink is already so in the mix of everyone. Yeah. yeah. And at the daytime, I mean, just the girls might be practicing stuff, they might be working out in there, doing other stuff. There could be things that they're doing, receiving benefit from, Mm-hmm. Or even giving to others, you know? Mm-hmm. They do little poll
1: classes, you know? Get a little
2: bit extra money, like...
1: Yeah. Oh, I like that idea, SP, is, like, utilizing the space for... like, when it's a dead time, like, utilizing that space for something else. I do... Mm-hmm. uh That is something that I have down on this end. Um, And as far as, like... Jay, I think that you kind of... you t- You touched on... Um, some of the, the things that I was going to touch too, as far as business goes, because you need the dancers to do that. So, like, mm-hmm. the, I think that when I was looking at the business perspective, I was thinking in terms of like, how do we ensure that this space is safe and gro- like, in the dan- dancers feel safe and they feel like they're empowered to do their job. So, right. one of the things I had down too was like offering those uh, self enrichment classes uh, or like using the space in order to teach them. Other thing versus just allowing them to dance, like creating an sp- actual space for them to feel mm-hmm. like and be them be- their best selves. Um, like a place like, like
0: one of the uh, go ahead. So like a place for like sisterhood and things that happen. You know, a place where it doesn't yeah. have to look like okay, we're here and is you know there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, but it can be a place for camaraderie and a place that we're all you know trying to get this bag together. Because we know this is not our, you know, final goal of life, but we just need this for whatever reason. I see this like the
2: Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders team, you know, when they finally got that little show and you're like, you know what? They're not just dancing. Like they're grinding. They're doing other stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really think that if our club was branded to where it's like, these queens are going to have you spend your last, you know? And like, we're, like, we're building them up. Like we're training them. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're not just here on the side in between. Cause they broke down and busted and willing yeah. to stop. like, give them a different image and help them live up to that. Right. And then people in the community right. might have more respect
0: for what they're doing. Right. And I think that's all like social media plays like big into it. And that's why innovations like small innovations, like Wi Fi. And having stuff like that gives you access to, you know, posting content, having more brand, you know, teaching everybody about like branding and how to build your own brand and stuff like that can help Mm -hmm. you or help elevate yourself, but even like elevate money for the business. Because you have these girls over here saying that, you know what, I have this big following now. I'm going to be at, you know, the paint tonight. All the people that are interested in them and want to see them may, that may nudge them to come out to your establishment even more if you have that sort of presence, and uh, you know yeah. giving them simple things like wi-fi outlets you know things like places to create content um just really helps leverage all of the stuff that people are already doing or have to do on their own but now you're helping them understand some of that stuff
1: that and the, the fact that you just said like giving them a place to create content like like i i have this like whole <laughs> this whole vision in my head but like even in the like, Locker rooms, so I could see how you know you utilizing those uh, the touchpad lockers versus locks. Mm-hmm. You know, giving them like a content creation space that could even include like you know some some big lights. Like it don't, they don't even have to be expensive lights, but like a light setup so they can take pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think I think this that is the part of like the marketing where I was talking about like ensuring that the club is making and utilizing you know every avenue that you can in order to ensure that like as we all know, went under, they owe $50,000 in back taxes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how to ensure that that doesn't happen again is just, you know, elevating your presence and elevating your dancers' presence, uh, too. Um, so mm-hmm. definitely, like, content creation space mm-hmm. uh, inside inside of inside of the club. And just, you right. know, pouring in your girls, they're going to pour into you, too. Like, they working hard.
0: I think that I think that's a word. You know, you give people a space that they love, sort of like the pink gave these girls a lot. And so they gave back to it, even when they knew it was about to shut the fuck down. And so it was like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, that content creation space is something that's be dope. Like, imagine if you're like, you know what, I'm going to record a blog tonight from the strip club, this, that, and the third. I'm going to show, because there's this whole movement around like showing the authentic lives of, you know, dancers are people who kind of live like the fringe of society, and people are interested in that. So, like, create that space where, okay, maybe I'll give them a content creation room where there's, like, good um ring lights and, you know, stands and stuff like that, so you can show off the outfits and show off tricks or whatever and have them create the content there for you, so that you're, like you said, like, they're pouring, you're pouring into them, they're pouring back into you, and this cycle is not so transactional, but it's way more, like, symbiotic. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I, I hear what you guys are saying because I, I don't
2: think I've seen a whole lot of places where they put that into the culture of where they're on. Mm-hmm. Like you might see someone taking photos and then they get put on social media later. But there's a potential for the, the girls to be filming like how Mississippi was filming, like through the club and doing right. stuff and having customers be in and like hype up the situation. Everyone right. loves social media, you know, even the right. customers.
0: Right. So we have Funhouse. We have give more power back to the girls. House of Pink. You know, make a place for camaraderie and sisterhood at the House of Pink. Yes. But what do we have for Uncle Clifford, Tressie? What do we have? For well, the- like, the
1: well, Jeremy, like, like how I was just saying, like, um, basically on a business standpoint, for. From a business standpoint, the, the best way, like literally, this is what I have written down, is um <laughs> making sure that it's a safe place for the girls and then ensuring that the club is still making money through through tactics like marketing and stuff like that. But if mm-hmm. you want to talk about innovation in 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 the post-COVID world in a in a place that needs to innovate, um a lot of times you go, go to the club and you like I think we talked about this a little bit, but um what am I trying to say? Oh, so the, the and then this goes back onto the patrons too. Oh, SP had already brought this up is a form of payment and not using cash. Um, so that was another thing, like money uh, touch touchless payment options because we want to keep everybody safe and we want to keep everybody apart. But
0: mm-hmm. mainly,
1: when I'm thinking about it from a business standpoint, the thing well, I have three things, but they kind of flow into each other is making sure it's a place where dance feels safe. Empower and that they're growing um and ensure that they're making money by using the marketing um and that's just business like that's not like it's no way that you can make business beyond that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um for a strip club like i think one of his major pains was that he didn't have no money he wasn't making money he wasn't ensuring that the money was being brought into the club and the money that was coming in was going right back out But I feel like by making sure that the girls feel safe, by making sure that they, you know, have opportunities for them inside of the club and that they're growing them and that they, you know, are teaching them about certain things um, as far as money and even creating exit plans and making the girls feel like that this is where they Mm -hmm. belong. Um, I think think that that is just going to, one, keep a cycle of girls wanting to dance at this particular club. And then two it's going to generate money. It's going mm-hmm. to create, like, I guess, like, content. Like we're saying, like, these right. pe- the, the people are going to work with us at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. one, yeah, the, the, the dancers are paying to work there. And then, two, like, they're making money, so we're making money. Um, but as long as they have a, a brand, like we, like we talked about, it's always going to regenerate money for the club, mm-hmm. too. And I think that those are the important um, things. It's just making sure the girls mm-hmm. are good and making sure that the money is being recycled mm. back into the
0: pit. Why? It sort of sometimes behooves me that I know, that's a word, ain't it? Hold on. I don't know if you're using it correctly, but I'm going to finish. let you finish the sentence. Isn't that
2: how you use it? I don't know what you're about to say.
0: Okay, well, now... now no, then, try it again. Let's we'll see. No, 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 no. You said it behooves me that what? It's... it's, it's it's weird to think to me that some of these, (laughs) that some of these innovations have not been like taking place by like business owners that own strip clubs now, you know, like I, when we all think about strip clubs, we all think about like the main couple of ones, like King of Diamonds, you know, those, those bigger ones, but like those smaller shops are just known locally. And a lot of these like innovations, even like small shops are like building your brand, you know, having a website and things like that haven't been met why do y'all think there's like why why not why haven't like why I think think sex always sells and people get comfortable in
2: that but it would behoove them to keep up in the ante
1: (laughs) (laughs) is that how you use it yes Yes, it would behoove someone else it doesn't behoove pushes them forward Okay, it will make the most sense.
2: (laughs) But it would would behoove them to keep doing these things. However, I don't know Mm -hmm. that the general public has enough of a fascination with strip clubs or dancers for them to say, oh, wow, this is the new thing that we got to do. We got to incorporate AI. We got to incorporate wearables because at its very bare barest Mm -hmm. minimum. You just need some titties. You just
0: but need some like, beat, you know. <laughs> we, but like, but we haven't even talked about like AI or anything like, like a wearable. Exactly.
2: Yet. But if so, it was a different business, if right. it was food deliveries like and that, they would rush to try to incorporate technology. Right. This is the oldest profession.
1: Right. I think that I I, I personally think that um they haven't innovated because most trip clubs are owned by people. That don't even consider, you know, things. If it, like I said earlier, if it's broke, don't fix it. And that's really the mm. mentality—the mm. mentality that strip club all share. They're they're older. Their uh, customer base is older.
0: It's dying out. Um,
1: I know, like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't like what
1: you just said about them people, but that's true. Like, they're not <laughs> popping out the way they used to. Mm-hmm. And young folks like us, we don't go out to the club as much as, you know, older generations. So we do
2: have a pop-out budget and we will do stuff. We do.
1: Wow. But we don't really exceed that budget. But not for that. And then, yeah. You know, another major trend, and I can speak for millennials, is that we're looking for experiences. These strip clubs are not providing an experience that we can't get anywhere else. Yeah. So how do we provide them?
0: Do y'all think, right. do y'all think you could strain... A strip club and like have it in your house.
1: That was literally one of another like, idea I had written down, but I'm like, no, nah, ain't nobody gonna do that. Like, sell- so, like so you know how OnlyFans, hmm? what if a strip club had an OnlyFans page or a Patreon and mm-hmm. they just streamed that? Yeah, people could get in their own home,
2: but then
0: they got to in
2: the business of the future. They got to.
0: I feel like there's gonna have to be like multiple different like avenues to attract Mm -hmm. people into it. Mm -hmm. Something else I think about, even like one step above streaming, is y'all know how TikTok like people make houses for TikTok. Yeah, like you could literally like make so like for TikTok, a lot of creators will get together and form a house where they can create content together. Yeah. So if you take that same sort of mindset, yeah. I'm wondering would it work in like the strip club set setting? So where you, like the pink becomes the house of pink, and they have these strippers that sort of like come in dancers to come in and create content on their behalf, and it can also be a strip club too yeah. in the way that people can come into it, but sell it's like sell the content.
2: Con- consider sorry. they were a club. Oh, sorry. no, <laughs> Go, Go, Go ahead. Uh, consider if they were selling this program as like for to attract the best talent of strippers mm-hmm. to attract the people who are most able to give the customers what we need to be able to like create content and like create buzz and g- generate attention and mm-hmm. we get the cream of the crop and we do have them live here and do this and they're available for all these other things. There's probably a lot of room mm-hmm. that could be made if we like really took
0: care of everything. Right. Hmm. That That, just makes me think that, you know, you know, I knew someone was up when I was like the strip club is right for innovation because it is, there's, there's so many different avenues to sort of get people into this experience and get people to buy into it because it's not a nasty, you know, even if it is a nasty thing, let it be nasty and let that be the truth it lives in. But like, it doesn't have to have that same sort of stigma that, that this is a place that you can't frequent and that you can't go to because you can and you know there may be like like psychological effects and, and things like that that some other people might uh, suffer from. They could detract from this experience. From a large part, people are just there to live out this fantasy. So why not invite more people to this fold? Because like we said, that them Asian folk ain't coming out much longer. Right,
1: I really, I, it really does like amaze me that we didn't. It doesn't believe even it. Step into the realm. <laughs> no, it amazes me. <laughs> it, it amazes me that we really did not have to step into the realm of adding like all this expensive mm-hmm. technology in order to like increase or elevate the experience of a strip club. It doesn't take much, like as we already said, and like we already know, sex sales. We just got to kind of mm-hmm. dress it up a little because there is a lot more things that are selling right. text than, you know, the regular strip.
0: Right. It's, yeah. You know, sometimes I think that if you pull back the layers, it's, I think SV says this a lot, but it's small incremental changes that you can make to something that totally elevates an experience and totally like blows it out the map. And it's just one little small thing. So whether it is having like Better lockers with better programming, or having like changing the layout of it to be more escape room esque, or even as Shredder was saying, like having marketing and branding and like websites and things like that. Now, what we don't know is there's there's probably rules and regulations around like a lot of this stuff, but even still from this level, like there are small changes that can make the experience a thousand times better than what it is now. To create moments of delight. Delight. Mm -hmm yeah delight is in your script
2: delight enterprises 2020
0: hey but for this creative jam, we didn't even touch on the you know some of the other fringes of it so that you know that there's a lot of different other innovations and things that can happen um but does anybody else have any other last words before we wrap up
2: no i think that was strong and i think like when we have good ideas, you can see millions of ways that they come together. I was thinking about Godfrey's and how they have the dragon Like, oh, we could do that on Sundays too. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know ideas have legs. That's how you know it's good ideas when you can add, think of multiple ways of putting them together. But I think that that's enough because people can kind of start to see how we think about stuff and how we approach a problem, but
0: it's something that they're able to see for themselves as well. You know, if wine have legs, that means there's a high sugar content in it. It's oh. so like when you swirl the glass and then if it creates like the legs is where it like separates and comes down, that means sugar, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sugar in there. So I like that
1: oh, yeah. metaphor
0: because okay. then it also means that if an idea has legs, there's a lot of sugar in it and that just sounds fun. <laughs>
2: That's a, sugar. I kind of I like that for a strip name.
0: Sugar. Well, Uncle Clifford and the rest of the pink staff which includes now Mercedes and um, what's homegirl's name? Lights um, autumn Ninth yeah. And Haley. Haley. That's her real name. Haley. 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 Yeah, Haley. A,
1: Haley.
0: Right. There we go. Have a lot to think about from our agency Um, but what would be our final recommendations that we would give them to take back home to, you know, decide on before we win the pitch?
1: <laughs> Man. Mm, I really want to get them that that content creation space. Like, like how much you know you know what they can do with that. One, not only are they going to turn the club up, to turn themselves up, and they all are out to to become something other than a stripper. Okay.
0: Like, turn up, Turn You globe.
1: know what? Honestly, if you have a
2: brand that's visible, you can do so many things each of these girls could have a my top 10 tips for being sexy for your man in the bedroom or like my top like (laughs)
1: just send a little pdf out Mm -hmm. five dollar pdf when i tell you the low content creation space can be so rinky dink the cheapest equipment but it can still do work wonders like she was working content on her phone it's simple
0: we literally have the best name to make create content with in our pockets every single I think like final recommendation, something I think was all in the us is just like marketing and branding, but then also like creating this relationship with both the dancers and the patrons is very symbiotic. So one where and you're pouring back into them, they're pouring back into you. The same thing with the patron, patron, like you're giving them a new experience each and every time that is like hits and hits and hits and hits, whether that's music performances, like private rooms, you know, whatever. But it's like dives into the cycle and it all sort of like creates this homogenous sort of loop that brings stuff in and in and very small changes now we're under budget here you know nothing nothing out of the water um nothing anything like that but I think my question for you all is do you think that the strip club is going to change now we've said that it should but do you think it is actually going to, or that it's going to, you know, continue to be this old outdated place that we sort of like endearing in a way because it has not changed. Like, is there anything to say about that?
2: Yeah. Off the top of my head, I feel like people are generally more freaky and kinky and open to sexual stuff. People will go to drag shows, burlesque shows. So I don't think that a strip club could fade away and go extinct but something will take its place that's similar in nature like i mean like there are like like clubs like that are specialized mm-hmm. in nature mm-hmm. you know and i think that like i don't think that that's going to go away but mm-hmm. i do think someone wasn't this episode and be like oh shit and we're going to see this somewhere in a year or two i imagine. But i do think it makes a lot of sense to do something like this to just switch right. it a bit i
1: think the same thing sp i think somebody is going to Come through and steal our idea,
2: and that's okay because we got hundreds more.
0: Hey, I mean we we ain't going the third on the strip joint. Yeah, yeah. could you imagine? Could you imagine they put that on the alumni page? Three
1: Correct. alum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Open up! I see it now. <laughs> Open up strip joint. Yes. Honestly. No,
2: you wouldn't even call you know, so my whole thing of making it an escape room was so that you could be like, no, I'm not at the strip club. When your wife calls you, tell you where you're at, you you're at. A, it's fantasy,
0: escape experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean you could like change up the name of something in a mean like change the perspective of how people think about it, you know. Yeah. If you call a if you call a bar a lounge, it elevates it immediately because your perception, your schema is like so different between those two. Like you were saying, when the homegirl was running on the, the rickety bridge, he perceived her as dangerous. Like there's perception in words. And as we always say, language has power. <laughs> and that's why.
2: And so does a brand. I think <laughs> of like orange theory. Like, it's a gym, sure. Yeah. There is a brand, there's an experience around how you work out in there that makes mm-hmm. it something bigger than a gym. There
1: is a bar on Ohio State's campus called The Library. So like, when people call, they be like, where are you at? Oh, I'm just at the library, like.
0: When does it get into lie territory? Like, when, when do you say, oh, I'm at the library and you're trying to mean and you're at the Astro Library, but you're at this bar and you're trying to get over on somebody?
1: That ain't nobody's business. <laughs> that's why we
0: have these quiet areas so you can go take a phone call. Right Something I learned today is the best business to mind is your own. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and that's it. But and that's that. I think my other thing for y'all, as we were going through this sort of um, journey and understanding, you know, strip culture as where well as dances or anything as well like that. Um, how did you empathize with that crowd? Like how did you sort of build up? And cause we talked about the pain points of it. Um, so how do we sort of resonate? I know one thing was we all watched um, P-Valley. And I think that's something that we do often is like watch a show, watch a documentary or something like that to sort of get the juices from it. But how else did you um, build up that empathy muscle?
1: So um, I watched P-Valley and then I watched a documentary and called Nick Hustle, and that's really how I got my empathy because, like, Naked Hustle was real. Like, those were real girls, were just sharing their real perspective. So it was kind of like talking to people um, without me asking questions. Somebody else a- asked a question, but it gave me a lot of insight. Hmm.
0: I think sometimes, like, the reason I ask is is sometimes folks think it's difficult. And even sometimes I think it's difficult to sort of empathize with this um, crowd where there is so much stigma around it and there is a sort of um, taboo nature to it all that it doesn't seem like a spot that, you know, people want to tackle. People want to necessarily like empathize with it and they more, they kind of like infantilize it in a way, you know, like. They look at it as so am like, oh, this is a charity case. And, you know, these girls need this. And, you know, this is how we can step in as designer and help out. And I feel like that's very Eurocentric of a view to say that I'm coming in and being your white savior and trying to, like, hustle you out of something. Um, but I say all that to say that I think that there's a way to develop empathy in, in a way that isn't um, – detrimental it doesn't allow you this doesn't see you as someone's savior in a way Jeremy
2: I think we did that at the top as far as acknowledging them as business people you know mm-hmm. like independent like contractors or freelancers whatever have mm-hmm. you and I think that kind of helps us respect the hustle because it is a lot of hard work and just it like with athletes like you're giving up your body which means that even when you're not here you are still like contributing to Mm -hmm. your service, through what you eat, you working out, whatever. And I think that that's something people don't realize about dancers or any sex workers, to be honest. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of in-between, behind-the-scenes work that goes to maintaining regulars, to maintaining your body, to having like creativity, like giving people a little something new, getting outfits and stuff. And hopefully, the Pink Social Media team can help show
0: vignettes of that lifestyle. Man, I wish we could have like mock-ups. They can respect the hustle and make the pink a thousand times better. You know, yeah. I think so. I think you're right. Acknowledging it is what it is and not trying to say anything different. Like from the jump, we are like, they're business people. You know, we're respecting the hustle, like you said. Uh, and I think on that note, as usual, we're going to wrap up the show with some community where we put y'all along to some things that we found in our everyday travels and traversing of the internet. Cause y'all know we spend hours on the internet <laughs> all day all day everybody. <laughs> all right so who has a who has a first piece of um, community that they want to share
1: since we're talking about you know strip clubs and dancers um, if you want to get some real life stories be sure to check out Naked Hustle It is a documentary on Amazon Prime and it explores you know black strip clubs and um, the intersection of strip clubs and music so check it out it's really good
0: Yeah. And adding on to that, um, if you're on YouTube, you're a YouTubey that just likes to watch a bunch of YouTube, Christina Viajes, if you just want to know about strip culture and what it takes to be a dancer, she even does money count sometimes. There's a whole movement um, of girls up there that are just empowering and everything like that. So definitely check her out if you have more interest um, about that
2: and if you haven't been following miss Tanqueray from the humans of new york bio spots that have been circulating the internet the last few weeks um stephanie was a stripper or well, a dancer in the 70s and has a lot of wild stories and is now ill and has been raising money through gofundme and as of today she officially became a millionaire and hopefully those Yes, money. Get that money, honey. Get that
0: money. I hope she gets a cash gun,
2: <laughs> and she will <wishes laughs> do something extra like that. Her stories are so wild, off the wall. Uh, really has a lot of personality with a lot of mm. detail in these like walks down memory lane. So definitely worth looking up Miss Tankeray and the Tankeray Trust, and you can still donate although she raised past her million dollar goal. Uh, very well deserved.
0: Mm-hmm. That is, like, I remember reading the original story, and I was like, this person has lived a fucking life. He definitely has. Like, mm-hmm. that's the type of life I want to, like, when I one day tell my story to them. Because I've always wished to tell my story to he was in New York, But I want mine to be as wild as that. Y'all remember that one Twitter story where Homegirl was, like, a stripper, a dancer, and she moved down. And- Sola yes yes
1: <laughs> she has a good coming out based on her story for real they're producing a movie and um i can't remember who's the main character um uh, but it i watched it i watched the um trailer it's gonna be good it's gonna be good
0: yes i can't wait because we i remember we was going to see my friends beside them and we was reading that While we were seeing her recital, because it was just so juicy. But um, yes, yes to Miss Tanker, yes to Miss Naked Hustle. Um, In addition to that, P Valley is something that we use as the basis for this episode because we all have been obsessing over it. So if you haven't seen that, and it it just in need for like a good show to watch, it's like eight episodes. I think it's around eight, it's eight or 10 episodes, but they're all like an hour and it's just good TV. Is it one of them shows that like, it's fun but also insightful in a way and gives you a lot a lot of like nuggets to think about, but it's also a very good time. Um, my last little thing is y'all all know that it is Latino Heritage Month.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so something I wanted to drop to put y'all on to is that those who don't know the Latinx Who Design website. So essentially it's a directory of just a whole bunch of Latinx designers. Um, and you know, if you are if you finish that demographic. Definitely check it out. Add yourself if you don't, but are hiring? Hell, look up there for some dope folk. Um, I've toured a, a couple of people like portfolios and things. I'm just like, why are these some of these folks not hired yet? Why are we still fighting for representation? Why did? Can we just also just take a quick break, a quick moment to just recognize the travesty that went on with Breonna Taylor and all that. Mm. Just like, I don't have much words to say because I feel like a lot of it has been said before. But honestly, I went to bed early last night because I was just so upset and woke up this morning in my own like personal hell. Because I was like, this is just, you know, when you know something's going to happen and you, it still sucks that it turned out the way that you still have hope that it's not going to turn out that way. And it does anyway. Yeah it's just like a a giant fuck you to my entire identity, you know?
2: Yeah. I read somewhere, they said that the walls got more justice than she
0: did. They did. They did. And it's just disheartening when something that's inanimate is put above human life, Mm. you know? Mm. And that's Mm. all I'm going to say on that. (laughs)
1: it is really heavy and it really it just really hurts my heart it just breaks my heart to see time and time again our our um, justice system fail black people and um in specific like people who who are like her and she she was at home you know you should never have to die in your own mm-hmm. home
0: but yeah it breaks my heart. unless it's peacefully unless can i you can
2: imagine an interaction with the police like, where in which you're asleep it's not, you literally did not do anything.
0: No, well, because I try not to even dream about the police. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like, it was really heavy on my heart today. And then having to like be black and go to work, it's just like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I understand like people will try to like empathize, you know, you say we're supposed to be like empathetic and all this other stuff, but sometimes it still doesn't resonate. And I still, you know, you still don't feel it. And it's just like, I really just wanted a day to rest and not have to to know that my identities are persecuted like this in cold blood for doing nothing wrong, you know? I think it's it's just a lot to deal with at times. Stay blackity black and brown and, brown. brown and tea brown. Brown and tea brown. Brown and tea brown, okay. Our word for the day is between behooved and... <laughs>
1: yeah it's boom at this point
0: <laughs> all right use behoove in a sentence it would
2: behoove us mm-hmm. to sign off in three minutes or
0: less got gotcha. you okay and i can hold <laughs> i can hold it that Wait, answer. so i got to know what?
1: i got to know what was the other word the that laughing? you were going to say the last
0: I think that was the word. That was a word that you said that I wrote down. And I was like, "Is it dilapidated? dilapidated. dilapidated. Is it dilapidated or dilapidated? Dilapidated,
1: dilapidated."
0: Well, hell, I just was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: three minutes. You say, "Sv." All
0: alright you All right, y'all. This gonna wrap alright you All right,
1: y'all. All right, all stop right. It. Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. <We're> not <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna take our blackness away. Hey, <laughs> That's what you're not gonna do. Right, black say. people. do.
0: Right. Even though mama said <laughs> we were about to leave, I know it's about to be two extra hours and about to be mm-hmm.
2: here. Presents. Oh my mom. Oh my mom,
0: y'all know how much I talk. That's who I get it from, okay? She will she'll hold you. You be standing at the fucking door and y'all be like one foot out, ready to go, and they still talking. Mm-hmm. Still talking. Anyway, we're not gonna do that to y'all today. As usual, for the folks that follow us and have to listen to us. We love y'all from the bottom of my heart. So, a giant hug. Or if you're not into that because of COVID, here's a swift stare into the eyes to let you know that we deeply appreciate you. And for new listeners, thanks for checking us out. Uh, we definitely will have more content coming as we continue along this journey of this podcast. You can find us on socials and on Instagram at it's. No, at justus.podcast. we or on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Cause all our other stuff like starts with it except for this. Branding. <laughs> Branding. Anyway, thanks for checking us out and we'll see y'all next week. All right, now twerk us out. Bye-bye. Twerk us out. Dun, 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 dun. was the worst twerking ever. If we was really in the studio, we could twerk on the mic, and maybe our ass cheeks would create enough wind to make like look. (laughs) 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 Ah. (laughs) Woo! All right, y'all. Catch y'all next week.